hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. With all the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo. Now with these cameras. I brilliant. think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best jobs. Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time of day it is for you. Thanks for listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 20. Joining me, as always, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. How's things? Very good, mate. Another big week and uh, lots to talk about this week, and we do it with thanks to our good friends at Samsung and Netgear. Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, we'll get straight cracking into it, mate. You and I uh, uh, both visited Melbourne last week for uh, yes. a very exciting, uh, what it turned out to be, launch uh, that was uh, not really a product launch. Um, we were going down there with Alienware, which is the you know high-end gaming range of laptops and, and desktops that's owned by Dell. Uh, and I, 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 were we launching laptops? Were we launching desktops? Well, no, they were all on display there. But what they were actually launching was a, a caravan. Now, that's a very simple way of putting uh, what is a pretty spectacular little uh, little piece of kit that's going to be touring the country. It's a very nice caravan, though, Trevor. I have to admit, especially the equipment that was inside it, it is kitted out. It is really tricked up. Um, but the, the devices inside, the four laptops and the two desktops, there uh, would make uh, PC gamers uh, salivate when they looked at these devices. And, and if you're interested in this kind of thing, I did a video on the night with a, with a mate of mine, and it's on the website, yourtechlife.com. There's a video there, and I interviewed uh, in that video and also on, on this week's Your Tech Life, uh, George Perez uh, from uh, from Alienware. And, and, and the thing about this event was, let's just go back a step and paint a picture. They made it very elusive. It was a very dark night, and you know, there was alien-style sounds hanging around and all you know shrouded by uh, barricades. You couldn't see anything other than just the bar and the, and the laptops. But then we were taken into what was a pretty immersive live action experience where essentially there was a large projected screen um, and we stood kind of in the it middle was, of it. It was like a 180-degree screen, wasn't it? So That's it right. formed a semicircle. And in the middle of that uh, area was, was a caravan, just a blank-looking caravan, and then it became very much like Vivid Sydney. And, and I don't mean that in any good or bad way. It was just a projected yeah. experience. And, and it, it, I've got to say, at first it just seemed okay, but then it really came to life with the projection on the caravan, just making it look like the caravan was changing and coming to life and i got to say there was one time where i actually questioned whether the caravan was physically changing yeah that was actually a really good effect i've got a picture of that actually on on the story that i wrote about it on, on techguide.com.au as, as well and uh the, the what i liked about it was that if you that they the, the the floor filled up with smoke, so that you mm. could all the only areas you could see were all the projected this pre- precision projection that was used, as you mentioned, with Vivid. Mm. So it gave an amazing effect of movement, uh, and, and it made, like you said, the caravan appeared to fade into the background. 
And uh, there was also the live action sequel uh, yeah. to that as well. A couple of people, couple of people, happening. couple of people jumped out of the roof and uh, running around with guns, and there was flames and pyrotechnics. It was, <laughs> it was what I described. It was it like as a, a ride at Disneyland. Yeah, I described it as a mix between Vivid Sydney and a Cirque du Soleil show because it was just so <laughs> intense. Um, and the whole point was, um, and people will be. This is not just something that we, we'll gibber on about. People will be able to look at this in uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, in fact, maybe next week. I think around the fourteenth of uh, of July, it'll be available on a special YouTube channel for Alienware Area 52 um, just so that people can understand this this experience and there's a couple of things so the first thing is they the, the point of this from an Alienware perspective was that all of this amazing and I, it really was amazing graphical uh, demonstration was produced and rendered on an Alienware system. So that, that just yeah. demonstrates the power of the systems. Yes, Well, they're, they're high-end devices. So like, I think George, I, I spoke to George Perez as well, and he was saying that these devices are obviously designed for gamers, but they're high-end. I think the analogy he gave me was that these devices, they're, they're pitched to gamers, but I said to him, so what we, you should really pitch them also as entertainment products. They're, they're so high-end and powerful. He said, well, our intention is sort of the, the, the analogy they use is that the Porsche analogy where people know that it's built as a race car and they know what it's capable of so yep. they know that anything else down from that standard it's capable of and the same thing applies for Alienware and I think the point here is that Alienware is a big brand globally but it's um, and it's got a good foothold in Australia but this is a, this is a, a new move uh, to broaden in Australia and the, the actual thing that was being launched on the night was what's called the Aer- Alienware Area 52 which is one of their, their, their high end models Airstream and the Airstream is this caravan now the actual caravan looks like one of those old style American metal caravans rounded you know bubble but it's brilliantly beautiful it's brand new and it's been fitted out inside with a, a nice suede lounge around one side and then the four laptops and the one big machine at the other end and this machine this Alienware machine I've got to tell you it's the size of a small car <laughs> it's big that's what I said put wheels on it and drive it <laughs> yeah so the idea here is that this thing will come this caravan will be towed into circular key on July 19 for, for, for a period of time then it'll move to World Square in Sydney and then Westfield Bondi Junction and then we expect it to go to Brisbane and Melbourne and other places after that the idea is for you to actually get a look at these machines because you don't just walk into a retail store and compare a, a Samsung an Asus and an Alienware you know it's these are things that you, you really need to get your hands on to understand them Absolutely. and they are yeah. magnificently designed devices they are and just to just to give people an idea like these the laptops the high end laptops like it's got an 18.5 inch screen yeah. it's quite a big device so don't, oh, yeah. don't think this is something you just can stick in your bag and travel around the place with it's a desktop replacement product that has got the lights and the grills and the design that makes it really stand out but it also has the performance to match and they've they've moved here with the, the range of four la- laptops they've moved to a, a smaller form factor as well for a bit of portability they've got an 11 uh, or is it 11 or 12 inch 12 it's 11 or 14 inch. No, they've got an 11 inch yeah. and uh, just to just to really give it some portability at the lower end as well but these are these are nothing Nothing low end about these machines. These are highly intense, uh, sometimes dual graphics card based. Uh, you know, they're, they're the kind of machines that you can actually get help overclocking them, which means you know turning up the boost on them a bit and really going hardcore on them. These are impressive devices, which you do need to see. And that's why I think the Alienware Airstream, this caravan, is actually a bloody good initiative. It is. It's a great branding exercise. And you mentioned too that Alienware's been around for a little while. I think they were they started in about two thousand and five. I think uh, oh, Dell earlier than acquired that. Yep. them. Yep. 
So, uh, but but what 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 George was saying to me, and he probably told you the same thing, was that they still main, managed to maintain their identity as, as right. this gaming brand. Dell didn't completely absorb them, but what they did, they did leverage the the, the obviously being part of a bigger company, mm. uh, and, and they took advantage of that. But the brand has essentially stayed; it's it stayed true to its focus on being there for gamers, built by gamers for gamers. And I, mate, I think in wrapping up, I think that's actually credit to Dell. Um, you know, you can acquire yeah. a company and then just absorb the brand. And, you know, Dell, it was kind of a challenge. They, they, they kind of competed with their XPS range for a bit there. But in the end, they've, they've, they've just realized it and they've taken their time to get this right. And I think that's a credit to them not to just, you know, jump on investment five years ago and then and, and destroy it. They've really worked with this brand and it really is a, a subset of the of the Dell company. Um, so if you're in- interested in gaming, hardcore PC gaming, check out the Alienware range. It's coming to uh, Sydney first at the uh, middle of July, uh, the Alienware Area 52 Airstream Circular Key Circular Key July 19 Late last week, Trevor, there was a, a pretty big announcement uh, coming from our friend Mr. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, the oh, Facebook yeah. CEO. He's a personal friend of mine. Yes, uh, we're, we're good mates with, mm. with us and Zuckers, Zuck. as we like to call him. <laughs> <coughs> but uh, the the announcement was actually quite a significant one because it the the, the announcement was about a partnership with Skype. Now, yeah. you can now have video chat on Facebook using uh, the Skype platform. So. You'll cast your mind back a couple of months ago. We did speak about the fact that Microsoft acquired Skype mm. for a, a lazy $8.5 billion back in <laughs> May. And you'll also remember, too, that Microsoft invested $240 million uh, into Facebook back in 2007. So that technically, that makes them a little bit of a partner of theirs. But dot, 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 they're obviously the dots, yeah. seeing now that uh, that partnership is coming to life with this uh, with this Skype partnership. Now, I've, I've wavered on this, I've got to be honest. I first thought, oh, God, yeah, okay, Skype everywhere, you know, who makes video calls? Then I thought there are people that do it. And the one thing that's really brought me to understand the importance of this is when you can consider that that for, for a lot of people, Facebook is the place where they connect with people a long way away. So Absolutely. friends and relatives way overseas. And, um, you know, Skype is a great device. It's a great platform, uh, software platform on your, on your machine. You've got to open it up. You've got to launch it. You've got to see who's online, all that kind of stuff. So imagine walking away from having to, you know, bother around with another piece of software. And also, from a very simplistic training point of view, hi, mum, um, why don't you log on to Facebook and we'll have a chat? That's all you've <laughs> got to say. And, and she appears there. Yeah. You press a button and up comes the video call. So I, I, right. I actually do now get the sense of the benefit of it. Um, I don't use it myself. I, I don't really care for the new chat layout. Um, it's a bit uh, intense for me, but I don't do a lot of Facebook yeah, chatting. You can actually disable that if you don't like it. Yeah. I've already done that. <laughs> so do, do you just uh, drop it down so it's not there all the time? Well, no, you yeah, it drops down on the right-hand side, but you, you can hide that if you like. But, but can, I can, you, but can you, you go of, back to the old days? Take it back to the old style where it was just yes, a tiny... Yes, you can. Yeah, my, my Facebook page looks it looks like it was before, but... Yeah. Um, you, you, you're just about to say, though, that Facebook is, is kind of becoming the online town square where everyone gathers, and Facebook thinks, well, all your friends are online, all your friends, your important friends are all on Facebook, yep. uh, if, rather than you having to say, well, let's, let's, let's make time for a, a Skype chat, which you can, you've got to be a contact on Skype, they've got to be online at the same time. This just makes it a little bit easier. You've got all your friends in one place. You can see when they're online, they're up for a chat. You can still do your regular tech, your text chat if you like, which is still very a very popular part of Facebook. Yep. And then if they're on, if they're up for a video chat, 
and then away you go. So yep. I gave it a bit of a try last week. A little window opens up in the middle of you. don't actually leave the Facebook site, so it's all within the browser. It's very interesting. And that's the key, isn't it? They'll keep you on the Facebook site, which will keep their, their time on site up. They'll keep their usage up, and it's all about keeping people there because they're, they're, they're booming, and uh, it's very interesting to watch how they continue to evolve, uh, and hopefully um, they, they continue to grow because that's what's, uh, that's what's making them so successful. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. And we do it, as I say, thanks to the good people at Samsung and Netgear. And Netgear are proud sponsors, and uh, they've been involved with me and your tech life for, for, for a long time. We appreciate their support of Two Blokes Talking Tech. And if you're after anything in the networking area for your home or your small business, netgear.com.au, whether it's connecting your, your PC to your, to your modem, whether you want a new router in your home to create a better Wi-Fi network, whether you want to connect your smart TV to your network wirelessly, or whether you want to get the internet from one end of the house to the other using simple technologies like Wi-Fi or power over the Ethernet, uh, Ethernet over the power line, which is using your power points essentially to transmit your internet. Uh, Netgear's got all the solutions for you. Netgear.com.au Now, mate, uh, Telstra uh, released uh, what does seem to be a continuing, um, continually released study, but uh, it's always good to have a look at uh, a bit of research. And I know, you know, people look upon this stuff and they say, oh, well, it's Telstra and this. But you know what? Someone's got to commission this kind of research. And I like yeah. the fact that they've done it um, because it allows us to monitor what's happening. So we're talking about smartphone and our fascination with smartphones. And there's a couple of key things in this study for me. And one is... The smartphone index showing that 46% of Australian mobile phone owners have a smartphone, which is up from 31% last year. That's a huge, huge growth, isn't it? The, the fun thing is, though, that that number is expected to rise. That figure, that 46% figure is expected to rise to over 60% within the next 12 months. So you can just see the pace that we're adopting smartphone technology. And they're, they're, what, what I like about the index, which was conducted by Nielsen on, on Telstra's behalf, was that it paints... A, a really interesting picture of Australian mobile smartphone users. Do you do you, um do you think that uh, the the growth is only in part due to the the actual usability of a smartphone and and perhaps more to do with the fact that smartphones are really the the only choice. They're not the only choice, but when you walk into a store, it's very hard not to get a smartphone when you sign up to a new contract because they're so prolific. Absolutely. Well, you know what, mate. I'm I'm shopping around. My dad's after a new phone. And he's thinking, I've got to go a smartphone. You walk into a mobile phone store now, Telstra, Optus, Vodafone, whoever you want to look at, and all along the wall there, every phone, 95% of the phones yep. are smartphones, touchscreen phones. He said, look, I'm happy to have a, you know, obviously I'm going to give him a bit of a rundown of how it is. He, he's, he's pretty cluey. He'll work it out himself. But that's just an example of the why, why smartphone usage is growing. Uh, we're all moving that way. It's become the more a computer in our pocket rather than a telephone in our pocket. Yep. The, the usage, the stats that, that Telstra uh, revealed in their report show that we were accessing social networks. We're using it to look up things before we buy them. It's a boredom killer. You, you know, know, the boredom killer is a key one for me. I, I, I don't think people can really appreciate how much downtime you have in your life until you really get immersed in a smartphone. You know, whether it's what, waiting what at a doctor. What you pull out when you've got time to kill? You that, do. That's I right. know you may you may listen to your iPod or whatever, but isn't that that's a reflex action for me? It is. Whether you're waiting in a surgery, whether you're waiting at an airport, whether you're waiting for a meeting to start, doesn't matter. It's it's a way to 
you know, grab a device. It's it's replacing the Reader's Digest at the at the doctor's surgery, surely. Um, but the interesting <laughs> they one still for have me, them though, there, Trevor. Like magazines that are four years old, I noticed. Oh but yeah, you've got the phone, they're all that fresh content on your phone. One of the great ones is the um, the awkwardness. Uh, four in ten people say they've used their smartphone to avoid a social encounter. So basically, <laughs> some some people are even suggesting they pretending to use their gadget. It, to, just to avoid having a conversation with someone. And you know what? Oh, that's funny. Guilty yes. as charged. I've totally done that because I am the least sociable person I on hope earth. it wasn't when you saw me, Trevor. Oh, mate, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just sometimes you go, oh, I don't really want to. And so, you know, you just yeah. make it look you know, like you're sending mate, an attention. I, and I reckon this might happen to you if you keep doing it. You put that phone up to your ear pretending you're on the phone and it's going to ring while it's in your in your ear. I was talking to, uh, to <laughs> I think it might have been 2CC this week. Or it might, no, actually, it was Paul Murray on 2 We were having a chat and I said, look, my advice, the most important advice I can give any phone user is if you're going to do the old dummy on the phone put it on silent because when it rings you look like a complete idiot (laughs) absolutely but you know what i like there's a couple other interesting stats i want to point out here that apparently 56 percent of respondents said they use their smartphones while they're in bed i don't i don't think that's unusual i mean mine is charged beside the bed so when I go to bed, I quickly, you know, check the last email and I charge it. And then when I wake up in the morning, rather than getting up and doing it, I just I lie there for five minutes just flicking through Twitter or something before I jump in the shower. And who do you reckon, men or women, are quicker to take up smartphones? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because you, you, part of you says men, but then the other thing says, you know, and don't take this the wrong way, ladies, but, you know, ladies love a chat. <laughs> So, you know, you know, maybe, well, maybe that's a disadvantage here. Maybe they prefer to get on the chat and the phone rather than actually on a smartphone. The answer is, Trevor, that men have been quicker to take up smartphones. 51% of males compared with 42% of women. Well, you know, when you look at devices, and I'm, I'm rocking the HTC Charger at the moment, which is a, a funky looking <laughs> thing. I've got to say, it looks like, it looks like a thing that's aimed at women. I, I really do think that because yeah. of the funky design of it. But this is what, this is all it takes is really good looking. And you saw that with Blackberry. That's why they brought out the Pearl at one point. Uh, that's why they brought out the Pearl Flip and th- things like that because they knew that, um, the, the female market wasn't really keen on these big chunky phones so it's all about marketing and device availability I think two blokes talking tech. you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. now we know the uh, banking is a very we we're just discussing smartphones and mm. mobiles and banking is a very large part of the mobile experience uh, so much so that you can now get apps for most of the major banks have their own dedicated apps and and today actually Commonwealth Bank launched into a brand new version of their mobile banking apps that that's built for the iPad and other tablet devices so they're finding that that mobile phone in your pocket or that tablet in your hand is actually the it's it's the bank branch right there in your pocket virtually so it's uh they've, they've found that in the last uh, 12 months there's been a 347% increase Ooh. in access to co- the Commonwealth Bank website from a smartphone or tablet device so they've seen the writings on the wall it's not it's not just a a, a passing thing we're now relying on our devices to not only check our, our accounts but we'll also actually do our banking, transfer money, look up foreign exchange rates, yep. top up our travel card while we're, tra- uh, while we're away. Uh, so they've made it so that you can now make really quick transfers, bill payments with as little as three taps on the device's touchscreen. I, um, I find mobile banking very interesting because I still pretty much resort to the, to the phone banking when I'm 
out and I need to quickly transfer money because I'm using one card or the other. Now, I, I happen, I'm with St. George and I happen to be in Woolworths one, one day and I thought I'd better check. Uh, and I, I logged on to what appeared to be mobile banking, but it was actually just a mobile website. Now, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn as to whether I felt good about that or not because I, I kind of felt ripped off. Um, and, and I digress, but Woolworths, I remember getting a press release from them a, f- a month or so ago saying we've got this Trolley Finder app or something. It wasn't an app. It was just a mobile website. Yeah. And, and it kind of annoys me when they say we've got an app when they've just launched a mobile website, which to their credit, St. George's, for example, works really, really well. But yeah. it's not an app, okay? It's well, just this, a link. Well, this Commonwealth Bank app—they've admitted they've, they've called it what well, they—they said it's a hybrid app, which right. means there's a lot of a lot of it happens in the in the app. Yeah. But there are points of the experience where they actually need to take you to their mobile banking, the back end of their system. And I think for, that's understandable. But what, it? It, but what it does though, it, you never leave the you never leave the app. The old I'm a Commonwealth Bank customer, so the old app you used to have to the browser used to flip over. Oh, so right. You're definitely in the browser, but now it actually happens within the app. So you may that access the information you're accessing may have me. It appears to be coming from the internet from a browser like experience, but it's all still within the app, which I, mm. I think. So it saves you time and convenience, so you're not actually hopping in and out of the app all the time. I'd be interested to hear from anyone, uh, users of uh, mobile banking apps, as to who makes the best ones, who does them well, and who does them poorly. Uh, two blokes talking tech.com. And Two Blokes Talking Tech is also uh, brought to you with the, the thanks to Samsung. Now, smart TVs, are, I've seen that the ads on TV for smart TVs, there's ads everywhere, connected TVs, smart TVs. Now, Samsung's smart TVs are right up there with the best of them. We've tested them. You've tested them, Trevor. They're, uh, it, that, that internet connection, that broadband connection in your home is not just for your computers anymore. You can enjoy that on your smart TV, either wired or wirelessly. So that this TV now is the gateway to plenty of content. You can you can download movies, you can download even apps. We've been talking about apps all day, already on, the, on yep. the podcast today. You can download one for your television. There's also it allows you to actually call up a web browser. Uh, you can watch YouTube. Make and receive Skype video calls as well, and you know how we can't be away from our social networks. The the Twitter tweeting during a TV show is something we all do. You and I both do it. Accessing Facebook, you can actually now do it from the couch on your smart TV. The the, these full high definition Samsung TVs are also 3D TVs, and if there's not enough content for you, you can actually use the 2D to 3D conversion on the fly as well. Uh, there's sizes up to 64 inches in both plasma and LED formats. And for more information, you can head over to samsung.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, I was with someone the other day who um, who's just a tragic, tragic space nut. And um, and he said to me... And it wasn't me, was it? No. He, <laughs> he said to me, he's, he's like I said, how are you? He goes, I'm a bit bit down and I went why are you down he goes I've missed the only opportunity I'll ever have to see a space shuttle launch and because the oh. space shuttle launched last last week and it's the final ever space shuttle launch and you know for someone who grew up you know loving the shuttles and those things Absolutely. it's never going to happen again so you've kind of missed that and in fact uh, I digress slightly but David Pogue retweeted something this week and if you if you follow David Pogue P, he's just Pogue on, on Twitter P-O-U-G-E um, so he's the New York Times tech personal technology writer for those he, who don't know him 
he's the Stephen Fennick of America, basically. So, <laughs> you know, if, if you... He tweeted a photo today, which was just staggering. It was to a father and a son back in 19... 19- 60-something, uh, or, or whenever the shuttle started. I don't even know when that was, right? But 1981. 1981, that was it. 1981. 1981, and it was, it's been 30 years. And, and they tweeted a photo. Uh, they've put the photo side-by-side side of this father and son then and now, and it's just, it's just oh, amazing. Wow. But here's the thing, and this is technology. There's an app for NASA, and there's also a website you can go to to watch live streaming of these missions as they happen. Now, right now, as we record, there's a there's a spacewalk about to go on. So you can log onto the app or onto the website, and you can actually view live television coverage uh, from NASA of the of the space mission. Well, I found out about this app. I think you were, you were so enthusiastic about this app when it first came out. You put it up on your Facebook on Facebook, and I thought yeah. oh, I've got to have a look at this. And now you've got me hooked onto this thing. So I'm watching live space shuttle launches and spacewalks, and looking at their other videos. And it, it's it's really good quality too. I'm surprised the how quality. the quality of the video is amazing. Oh yeah, the quality is there. So look, it's just a quick one to let people know that you know this 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 is this is the last mission. It's only until July 21. But if you're at all interested in in space and that kind of technology, grab the NASA app for your iPad or iPhone and, or log on to the NASA website nasa.gov and you can view that live television streaming. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. It's another uh, Two Blokes Talking Apps episode today, Trevor. Love I'm it. about to have another another little chat about some apps. In fact, the App Store, Apple's App Store, they announced late last week, I think it was Thursday our time, that they've hit 15 billion downloads. Now, you've got to remember, the App Store only came online in 2008. That's amazing. So that's... that's Pretty good progress in three years. They've created developers have created more than four hundred and twenty-five thousand apps. And would you believe iPads only been out what fifteen months? Yep. There's already more than a hundred thousand apps just for the iPad. Hmm. You know, and this is we talked. I think it was last week or the week before about you know whether Apple really ever foresaw what this device was going to be. They Again, I would love to know what their their true internal targets were for app downloads because. Do you, do you think they thought they'd get fifteen billion in this time? I really? Don't think so I do not think so. I was actually thinking that we 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 posed that question last week. I was at this Commonwealth Bank event today where they were talking about the new app, and I was just thinking that very thing. Did did Steve Jobs think that every company and all these major banks mm. and all these other people are going to create these apps? They're going to be an essential part. Uh, of a, it's an everyday party. It's an everyday thing for me. I'm, I'm checking is. apps and it's information and so many things. Games. How many games you play on your on the on your iPhone and your tablet? It, it it's is, an incredible thing. But it is uh, obviously, still, there's other app makers out there. Obviously, Android and we're going to obviously Windows Phone Seven and other other developers come online as well. But geez, Apple have really taken the lead by a long margin. Fifteen billion downloads, and I've got to say, the last five billion. From, they went from 10 billion to 15 billion in six months. That's they announced staggering. 10 billion back in January, so they've already hit 15 billion six months later. It's ridiculous. And as I, I continue to bang on about, and I know it's boring people to death, but the reason they're successful, if you're listening, Google and BlackBerry and everyone, is because they have a fully uh, curated app store. You know, there's no yeah. crap there. And they don't you know let anything good. through that unless it's thoroughly tested no. and working and, and there's no bugs in it. They're pretty stringent. That's what it is, and that's why it works. So uh, 15 billion, congratulations, Apple. I uh, I don't know. Am I going to get a, a bottle of champagne or something to celebrate? I don't know. Yeah, what they didn't. They didn't announce who who downloaded the 15 billion app. They announced who announced who downloaded the 10 billion app. It was a woman in in the UK, I think. But okay. the 15 billionth 
They, I, I haven't seen an announcement of who that person was. It may have I've been got, an Australian. I've it could have been you, Trevor. I was, was going to say, I've got breaking news. Uh, it was me. <laughs> uh, it was me. And uh, thank you to everyone. I want to thank my wife, uh, my children. <laughs> and uh, Did all balloons and yeah, streamers sort yeah. of come down out of the ceiling? It was amazing. The iPad just transformed itself. It's such a magical device. Anyway, uh, 15 billion <laughs> downloads. Uh, congratulations to Apple because I, I do think it's just a stunning achievement. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Mate, we'll wrap it up with a, a fun little device which you just perfectly described on techguide.com.au as a power board for your car. That's right. Well, this thing, you, when you look at it, it, it's like a normal car charger. You, you put in your, your power, your 12-volt power port, uh, and it's got a, two USB ports and another another power. What do you call that? Uh, the, the, the I call it a cigarette port. lighter. Call, I call it the cigarette lighter. lighter okay, still. we'll call it a cigarette lighter. Who lights cigarettes with that thing anymore? I know, but Not that's me. what it used to be. <laughs> but yeah, what it does it you've you've got you've gone from having one connection to charge a device to three connections. Mm. So and like I think I described it in my in my story, like we, we, the power board. But I also said that like our cars. I know for me, it's just an overgrown charger for my phone. No, I, it I is. I charge my phone at all the time. I iPad whatever I need to charge. Now you can charge three devices at a time. Great solution for someone who's on the road a lot. We're heading off on a driving holiday, and I really like the fast charge port, Trevor. It is. So so essentially, and, and let's go back a step and try and describe this thing for people. Um, you, you've got your little socket. Let's call it the cigarette light. You plug a device into there, and it's got one cable off it. That's how you charge your phone. If you if you put this TomTom, by the way, this is a TomTom device. If you put yes, this high-speed charger in. High-speed multi-charger, it's called. You, you plug this into that, that hole, and you've still got the hole free so you can plug anything else into there so for example your gps unit can be plugged in there as it normally would but then you've still got free two usb ports so you could plug your iphone and your ipad or whatever other usb devices you've got into there and one of those ports somehow miraculously through technology i don't understand charges it faster Yes, well, the reason it charges it faster is it's it's a two point one amp connection, Trevor. No, oh, sure. So it's uh, it can charge up to four times faster. So really handy if you've got virtually no charge on your device and you need a quick boost before you arrive at your destination. Uh, the TomTom high speed multi charger, the power board for your car. Check it out at TechGuide.com.au. Uh, it's a, it's a good looking device and and well worth checking out. Episode 20 in the can, Stephen. Thanks for your time, mate. And, 20. Uh, Who's they said we'd never make it through? 20 they, down. They, there was plenty of people that sent us emails saying you guys won't make 19. And uh, <laughs> look at that, hey, 20. So how do you like them apples? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do appreciate everyone's support, including the good people at Netgear and Samsung Smart TV. And do get in touch with us, uh, twoblokestalkingtech.com. If you want to follow Stephen uh, on Twitter, Stephen Fennick, and, of course, through the great website, techguide.com.au. Plenty of news and reviews and information about anything technology there each and every week. And uh, for me, if you're that bored, Trevor Long on Twitter <laughs> and uh, yourtechlife.com, the weekly podcast. I'd appreciate you listening. And most importantly, too, I should add, if you're downloading it off iTunes, send a, send us a, a comment uh, on iTunes, rate it, link it, give it a comment because it all helps give great feedback and inform other people as to what to listen to online. Thank you, Stephen. Talk to you next week. No worries. Thank you. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen.